Red Cloaks Radio is a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. Hi, this is Jesse with Hi, this is Jesse with Red Cloaks Radio, joined today by my fabulous co-host. Hi, I'm Karen with Red Cloaks Radio. And today we've got a wonderful guest. I cannot wait to continue our conversation with Teresa English. Hello, Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Jesse. Hi, Karen. Thank you so much for having me on again. Uh, I love listening to the show and uh, I'm thrilled to be here. Great. Well, we welcome you. And by way of introduction for people who may have uh, missed uh, your first campaign, uh, you ran two years ago to for state rep for 22nd Middlesex, which is the entire town of Billerica. You ran an amazing uh, campaign. You came incredibly frighteningly close to the incumbent and um, you did it all in three months so that's pretty pretty amazing um, you've just you've chosen to run for this office again um, what if anything has changed for you in the two years your perspective on issues your perspective on what you can bring um, to the role so thanks for uh the the kind words we definitely worked really hard in 2020 it was a bit longer than three months but not by much um it is all sort of a blur at this point um i took a little bit of time to chat with folks in Dorica and within my support network about what worked what didn't and what they would like to see going forward and without exception, every single person asked me to run again because I got 45% of the vote. And that's more than any Democrat has ever received against the six-term incumbent. So there's definitely a hunger and a desire for my vision for Billerica. And it's been really encouraging to continue to build that support and to build on the successes of 2020, right? We didn't have to redesign anything or start over. It was a continuation of the 2020 campaign under different circumstances, right? In 2020, we were a little nervous to, to go door to door and canvas because of the state of the pandemic. But as long as you know we have masks available for our canvassers, and we are respecting the people on the doors because we are at their home. Um, we're having fantastic conversations with everyone here in Billerica. And my opponent's record is, has been illuminated over these last several years. And folks in Billerica are no longer buying the fact that he's just a good old boy from, you know, from the high school who loves Bill Ricca and is fighting for our values because his votes demonstrate very clearly that his values are not in line with what Bill Ricca consistently votes for, right? Bill Ricca values the freedom of individual choice, the power of local control, and having a, a good community for our seniors to live out the rest of their lives or for younger families like mine to raise our families. 
it sounds like they really want change. Uh, what kind of um, response have you gotten uh, from canvassing or phone banking with regard to uh, the, um, uh, the overturn of Roe by the Supreme Court? Has that come up in any conversations? It comes up every single time we are on the doors. Um, a lot of women were surprised that Roe was overturned. Um, it's really easy to, to let other people worry about stuff like that when you're raising a family or when you're you know on the board of three nonprofits and you have a full-time job and you have kids, right? It, it is difficult to pay attention to everything all the time. So it's really fantastic to hear women across political ideologies come to the realization that we all need to be involved, right? Democracy is work. It is a constant state of, of action. And we can't sit back and just vote every year or two and hope that people will do the right thing. We all need to be more involved at all levels. And a lot of women are enthusiastic about my campaign. They're excited about getting rid of people like my opponent and they're mobilized to do things themselves. Teresa, the state just passed an omnibus abortion bill. How would you have voted on that? So I, unlike my opponent, I would have voted in support of it. And I also would have been one of the people advocating for broader and stronger protections. We, it's really important that Massachusetts takes a stand right now in regards to our personal freedoms. The Supreme Court has just removed rights from more than half of all Americans. And it's insane that my opponent doesn't value our rights and our bodily autonomy. So Teresa, something I understand that's really important to you is focusing on what people in Bill Rica want done. And so what are some things that really stand out as you're listening that you feel like would be on the top of your agenda? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the three things that I am most focused on are education, healthcare, and our climate. Those are things that affect everybody at some level, right? Kitchen table issues. And so I am particularly interested in areas of Dorica that have experienced flooding repeatedly, or the Talbot Dam, which is going to be removed soon. And that will improve the entire watershed for Massachusetts. So it's these little issues that are very nuanced and tiny, but affect people on a larger scale. So it's really easy to keep bringing things back home. Uh, Teresa, there was a recent vote in the State House about offshore wind. And uh, how would you have voted uh, uh, with respect to that bill? Thank you, Karen. I would have voted completely different than my opponent. He voted against green jobs in Massachusetts. He voted against putting money towards solving our climate emergency. And that's not 
a good solution for any legislator, right? We need jobs, we need well-paying jobs, and we need to address the climate crisis. And that bill did all of that. It was supported by 90% of state representatives in Massachusetts. He was once again, one of the very few who voted against solving a problem. The Healthy Youth Act has uh, been kicking around for a number of years and it constantly faces pushback from certain legislators. Um, how, how would you, based on your experience as a mom, um, as a woman, as an educator, what have your experiences told you about the necessity of having medically accurate sex education available on an opt-in basis for children in our public schools at age appropriate levels? It is absolutely vital. It's one of the things that I will work to pass as soon as I am elected. I cannot, like we have had, or I have had conversations with a lot of people in my opponent's orbit about whether or not the curriculum is pornography or if it's medically accurate. And it is all medically accurate. The descriptions are, they use terms that are scientifically accurate. And just because someone feels uncomfortable when you know people talk about sex doesn't mean that we shouldn't talk about sex. We talk about a lot of things that aren't comfortable, you know, and there is a movement by mostly conservative Republicans to omit things that make them uncomfortable from the public view, right? That's why they ban books about LGBTQ issues. That's why they call sex ed pornography. That's why the Secretary of State nominee was on the Republican stage saying really vulgar untruths in order to get a rise out of people. It is just a mechanism for propaganda to suit their needs. It, none of it is scientifically backed. It, it's awful. It's, um, it is awful. And it feels like you know visiting the state house and seeing the person who is currently in the seat that you're running for. You know, It's a very narrow point of view about people. It seems like elected representatives have to represent right wide range of people. So I guess maybe a tougher question and just to be a little pointed about it, some people have elected your opponent. So if you're elected, you're gonna bring forward a new set of values that are really popular in our state. Um, how, how will you embrace and you know, include everybody? So you know, some people may change and decide to vote for you. Some people may still like your opponent. So how will you bring people together? Cause we are kind of this nation divided and what would be your approach? Yeah. So there's a couple of things and I kind of want to, I want to go back a second and add to the last question because in my, um, in my answer, I didn't go into the stories that I have. 
right? As, as a 10th grade history teacher in Lawrence, I did not get to choose my students, right? Uh, every, but I taught every single student that came into my classroom, regardless of their abilities, regardless of their values, regardless of how they treated me or other teachers, right? Because I'm a professional, that's what you do as a teacher. That's what our state reps are supposed to do as a representative. As a town meeting member, I represent all of my constituents, whether it was precinct one or now precinct 12. And I meet with all types of people from all backgrounds to ensure that my opinions and my decisions are based on evidence and data and a collection of stories that are relevant to the world that we live in. So I will represent everyone because that's already what I do in my daily life. And as far as the Healthy Youth Act, kids only learn what's available to them, right? When we've got things on TikTok and Snapchat and Reddit and all these other forums that are full of untruth and misinformation and disinformation and just really bad information. There's got to be a source of credibility and truth available in a student's life. And they're already receiving health education. So adding in medically accurate information to the health standards that we already teach is not asking for much. And it's, it's really frustrating that we continue to have these arguments year after year after year. I would ask you also about your, um, how you could improve education in the Billerica Public Schools, because you've listed that as a priority. Clearly, the Healthy Youth Act or some, some version of it would be important. We also saw in town a backlash against uh, masking uh, and the, uh, the, the insistence on parental rights and so forth. Uh, these, these attitudes do affect how kids learn. They affect how they come to the classroom every day, how they sit and pay attention. It affects how they, you know, if they fear or if they don't fear, if they interact or they don't act, if they learn or don't, are they happy or not? I'm sure you've got ideas. I'd love to hear them. Yeah, I think some of it will come just from having the power of the office behind me, right? As Teresa English, private citizen who cares deeply about our schools, you know, I don't always, the superintendent doesn't always find time for me. Right. As a state representative who is concerned about our schools, the superintendent will find time for me and I will bring others to the discussion so that we can have these broad discussions and solve issues around racism in our schools, around anti-Semitism in our schools, around a lot of the bullying that is still happening in Billerica schools, despite years and tons of money 
right? These problems, we keep talking about problems, but we're not solving them. And I don't know if it's because we have someone as a state representative who is guiding these discussions and spending campaign dollars to inflame his constituents, right? I'm sure that has an effect. And if he's not doing that anymore, I think that's a net win for all of Vilarica and Massachusetts. When people are willing to step forward, you talked about racism, you talked about anti-Semitism. When someone is an elected leader and they're willing to yes, talk about it, but then also bring people together. That can be a step towards improving an atmosphere. When you look yeah. overall at Bill Ricca, um, what do you love the best about it? What makes you so excited to serve this community? Because you're going out of your way <laughs> to try to get a job that um, is all about caretaking. Yeah, I like the way you framed that. Um, I have frequently been told that I'm more of a of a giver than a taker because that's just the, the community I grew up in. You take care of one another. It's what drew me to Billerica. Um, we have a lot of amazing community groups here. I got involved with the community pantry when I first moved to Billerica because food insecurity is something I care very deeply about. And when the farmers market shut down in 2020, I, you know, joined with six other women and we created the Borica Community Farmers Market with an emphasis on community. And we have built this amazing organization that meets every Monday afternoon on the common. And we're building great things here in town from the ground up. Right, there is an upswell of love and humanity and kindness in Billerica. And we're being, you know, folks are trying to squash it. And it's coming from hatred and fear. And I'm really excited to win in November and to help elevate the, the kindness and the humanity that we all see in each other as state representative to Bill Ricca and also help others run for office who have similar values. How do people learn more if they would like to get to know you better or support you? So uh, my website is the easiest and quickest way to connect to everything else. It is voteteresaenglish.org. I'm on Twitter at Teresa underscore FTW or my campaign is at Teresa F-O-R-M-A. Uh, Teresa, it's been great to speak with you again. You are dynamite. We thank you so much for taking the time today to join us. Teresa, thanks so much for being here. Um, again, our show, we do not endorse candidates. And if Mr. Lombardo would like to be interviewed, please just go ahead and reach out to us at bostonredcloaks at gmail.com. And... Again, Teresa, thanks so much for spending time with us today. And good luck. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for both of you. You've been listening to Red Cloaks Radio, a production of the Boston Red Cloaks. Find us at bostonredcloaks.com 